Oh, hi, God. Um, thank you so much for today. Thank you for waking us up today, God. Thank you for um, just everything going on today and every other day, God, because we know that it is your perfect plan and that your plans are always the best ones, God. I thank you for um, Shannon, for her being here today, for her willingness to come on this podcast and, you know, talk about what you've done in her life, God. I thank you so much for working out our schedules, matching them up. I thank you so much for Ernest and mm -hmm. being with the kids and just everything, God, that you moved to make this happen. I pray that you That's be with good. us. Um, help every word that we speak to bring glory to you. I pray that you would um, help Shannon, to remember the things that you want said and yes, to not Lord. say the things that you don't, God. Yes, I pray that uh, she can testify powerfully about how you showed up in her life mm. um, and that I can also just add whatever you want me to add, God, that this will bring you glory and ultimately touch many people, touch everyone who's watching today. Uh, we love you so much. Thank you for loving us more than we'll ever understand or deserve. Mm -hmm. And uh, in Jesus name we pray. Amen. 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 We're here. We're here. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> oh my gosh. Welcome. Welcome to God. What the heck? I'm super excited to be wow. here with you guys. Um, today we have an amazing woman, my friend and sister, Shannon. We have Shannon today. And a uh, little baby baker. Oh yeah, we have another <gasps> little guest with us, <laughs> hanging oh my out. Gosh. How how far along are you? And when are you, when do you do? Uh, I am almost eight months. I'll be eight months in a few days, oh. and um, I'm due January second. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and this is number three for number you. Number three. How, how are you feeling? <laughs> uh, I'm just feeling. I'm feeling very. I'm feeling very pregnant. <laughs> That's physically, mm -hmm. um, spiritually. I'm definitely uh, just feeling grateful, and yeah. you know, I'm like, wow, God, you are faithful. Wow. Wow. Like you. Whoa. Wow. You You're really faith. do. Whoa. Things. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. You really do. You like you believe in us. <laughs> <laughs> you. You got faith in us. You know. It's like we we know we're called to have faith. You know, yeah. and faith is action. Faith comes by hearing. But when we, when you see God's face in your life, a whole different thing. It's a whole different thing. Whole different thing. <laughs> You're like, God, you, you trust me with a lot. Sometimes I'm, I'm not sure if I would vote for you trusting me with so much, but thank you. But we thank you. But we thank you. <laughs> we thank wow. You. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. Well, thank you for being here. You have an incredible yeah. testimony. I'm really excited Amen. for uh, our God, what the heck family to hear it. Uh, recap, y'all already know our favorite scriptures around this, around this way on this podcast, um, John 13 verse seven. And, uh, it says, Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. Mm. And that scripture is one of our favorites because this is a show about testimonies. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when you're going through the testimony, when you're living the testimony, it doesn't feel like a testimony. Yeah. It's horrible. Right. <laughs> <You're just> like <laughs> what the heck is going on, God? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I, I love the fact that Jesus always has a plan. Mm-hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and so um, today we're going to talk more about God's plan in your life. And then we also a lot of times go to Revelation 12, 11. It says they triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Mm -hmm. They did not love their life so much as to shrink from death. And so there's two yeah. ways that we beat him, which in this case is Satan. And right. that is by the blood of the lamb, by the blood of Jesus, mm -hmm. obviously, mm -hmm. and by speaking our testimonies, mm -hmm. by sharing what God has done in our lives um, so that not only we're reminded, but so that other people can hear and have faith in what God can do for them. Yep. So thank you so much for being here and being willing to share your testimony. Of course. I'm happy to be here. It's a privilege. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you are, oh my gosh, you are an artist. You're a visual artist. You're a storyteller. Mm -hmm. You are a dancer. Mm -hmm. You, <laughs> listen, <laughs> this woman is so talented. She just be pulling talents out her pockets. I'm like, oh wow, Shannon, I didn't know you could do that. 
and do that excellently. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. I mean, so talented. But you. I know early on in your life, um, the arts was a huge part of your life. Mm -hmm. So tell us about that. How did you get into the arts and, you know, how did it impact your life early on? Okay. Uh, well, I grew up in LA Yeah. and I, from a young age was performing, dancing. Yeah. I'm an extrovert. Um, my oldest daughter, her name is seven. Uh, she is me. She is me. Anybody that knows her, um, it's like, wow, she's a ball of fire and light and ah, just, ah, and that's me. That's me. So I, you know, and so that was me as a young age, always dancing, always in front of a crowd. Yeah. Um, my parents put me in performing arts. So I uh, knew dance very young. Uh, I knew singing and musical theater very young. And you sing too. I, I will sing in a chorus in a in a group. I feel comfortable. I mean, you know, a fun fact: I was in a in a singing group. I was almost signed to a label that was, I think, like a partner label to Tug, wow. which is like you know, like B2K and all of them. Yeah. Listen, but, um, like I said, y'all, she just be pulling talents LA, out of her pocket. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. So I, I, I do like to sing um, in groups. Yeah. Definitely yeah. not solo. Um, but yeah, so I've, I've, I grew up in the performing arts, in dance, in musical theater, um, acting, and all of that. Mm -hmm. So um, as I, I, I did that in school. Mm -hmm. It was extracurricular. Then I also did it in school and uh, went to. Um, very well-known performing arts schools mm -hmm. and uh, have a lot of friends that are doing it professionally now. Then we went to the same school and it's like, wow, you, you know, it's really cool to see what the, that led them to in their adult life. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's kind of like how it was for me. Um, yeah. It was like my identity. It was what I was known as known to do. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. Yeah, Thank you so much. No, I can definitely relate not to being that multi talented as far as the arts, but mm -hmm. um, as far as basketball. Yeah. And you know, you start doing what you love and it really takes over your life. Mm -hmm. And not in a bad way mm -hmm. per se, because you're doing what you love, mm -hmm. right? Right. Um, and, but it does become your identity. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, mm -hmm. when basketball became my identity, it was both in good ways and some bad ways. Mm -hmm. And so as far mm -hmm. as you, when the art started becoming more of your identity and more of who you were, mm -hmm. what did that look like, like life-wise, lifestyle-wise? Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. hmm. What did that look like? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's crazy looking back because like even in, um, like in school, in my school age, mm -hmm. um, Though it was there, was, you know, it was a lot of school productions and all of those things. Um, there was there was the 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 attitude and the the mindset was forming at that yeah. stage at that age, um, mm -hmm. where you believe you're the best. You're the best because you believe you're the best. Period. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll let everybody know. Uh, you know, not just with your mouth, but obviously with your talent and your yeah. skill. Um, and so I was always. You know, I, I, that identity, that that mindset became how I would think about myself mm -hmm. when I would be in school. When I and then so that transition to when I um, graduated, got an agent, commercial agent um, in dance. And, you know, you take class in L.A. and it's like it's class, but it's really, you know, it's like you are <laughs> you are claiming territory yeah. in those classes and wow. you're letting people know who you are. Mm. And obviously you want to be humble. You know, I. I didn't know. I didn't know the concept of humility. I don't think before I studied the Bible what we, and learned. What do we need that for? Yeah, I was like, well, I we're the best. <laughs> we're the best. Absolutely. And even if we're not, we're trying to be the best. Exactly. And then, you know, so that was accepted. So you know, but going, uh, you know, that so that mindset was in schools, and then in school, and then after school, um, as a commercial professional dancer. Yeah. Um, and. So, so I would go into class, I would go into gigs and auditions, um, thinking I was the best. And, um, and I mean, for me, I just, you know, it was like, it was being confident. Yeah. It was like, okay, that's okay. Yeah. Um, but then that confidence also would 
and that arrogance and conceit would come into relationships and also Mm -hmm. self-image and how I dressed and what, you know, what I showed, um, who I hung around with, who Mm -hmm. I dated, all these things. So, um, yeah, I guess that's how, so my identity was, it was very much a dancer, but dancers were that, at least that's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I believed. And that's what I was actually told and trained by yeah. others too. No, so. no. I, and I can relate to that. Cause like, I mean, when I became an athlete, it's like my, my life was everything that you would assume a pro athlete to entail mm. because that's what it was. It was just life. Yeah. It wasn't wrong. It wasn't good or bad. It was fun and it was life, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and clothes, wearing clothes wasn't really a thing. Yeah. You know, um, and <laughs> you date who, whoever you want, whoever you feel like at the moment. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, let's have fun. Yeah. You know, yeah, that was it. <laughs> I remember that just, yeah. Fun, fun was, fun was freedom. Wow. Fun was freedom. Fun but was freedom. Fun was freedom. You just, it was just self-indulgent, you know, <laughs> whatever I felt, whatever was fun, whatever was free. Whatever was free. Yeah. yeah. I've always prioritized freedom above stability, mm-hmm. freedom above consistency. And one of the things, you know, that I had to do eventually was decide that I wanted peace more than excitement. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But back then it was chasing excitement at yeah. every turn. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. um, wow. And in the in the dance scene very early on. So that's I mean, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, but I can understand how difficult that may have Mm -hmm. been you know with your identity but at the same time even in that in the midst of all that he protected me Wow! because I I I'm grateful because it's like I was I was obviously far gone doing my thing fun free whatever Mm -hmm. um but I also there was there were there was a voice in my head in the back of my head I I would say it was God Mm -hmm. I would think um the Holy Spirit trying to some outside of me trying to tap me like you know i know i'm not in there yet i'm not in you because you doing all this but i'm still around and he he was like listen to me so you you kind of talked about how um a god was kind of tapping you on the shoulder Mm. did you have a spiritual background like was there like were you going to church at this time did you have were you brought up religious Mm. like what what was that like? Yeah, uh, I definitely grew up with God in my life. Okay. Um, my parents, well, my dad was Catholic. And so I was a part of the Catholic faith very young. Uh, went to Catholic preschool and elementary school, had my first communion, oh, wow. um, went to mass, knew the rosary. Um, my parents divorced uh, when I was about in fourth grade. Mm-hmm. And um Then I went to public school and I no longer identified as Catholic Mm -hmm. um, because we lived with my mother um, and it was more so, um, honestly, I didn't know, we didn't know anything about denominations or anything like that. Yeah. At least I don't remember that. You know, she was just trying to do her best. All I knew (laughs) was that my mom wanted to be, she was like, where's the black church? Where are the black people? Oh, well. That was it. That was all I knew. Where That's all I knew. So, yeah. So, we went to predominantly black churches. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, it was in L.A. and then um, in the Valley, the San Fernando Valley. Yeah. Um, and then from there, you know, as I as I grew as I grew older and started to learn and be more interested in faith, um, you know, I, I learned. Well, I was the, the last church the church that was kind of where i was at in my turning point stage it mm-hmm. was um a non-denominational church okay um but after studying the bible and learning a little bit more about denominations it was it was um pentecostal oh wow they yeah. called it non-denominational but it yeah. was pentecostal it was they was you know falling yeah. out and yeah they were falling out <laughs> running around speaking and all saying I all types all, of things. things i was on the floor i had the i had a similar blanket <laughs> it was with the blanket. i was like okay praying on you and falling out like i was i was I'm all sorry. i didn't know what to do i was sorry, like, if that's your thing 
Amen. Yeah, amen. I mean, I was in it. So <laughs> I actually used to go to a Pentecostal church too. Yeah. And I, I was like, wow, this is interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, so you had a, you had some kind of like a faith background. I did. But were were in the industry and living mm-hmm. the industry life. Mm-hmm. It was there any point in time, I know you said God was, you know, kind of tapping you on the shoulder and protecting you from things. Was there any point in time where God was like, listen, it's I need you to pay more attention because I know for me, he got my attention mm-hmm. in a few different ways. He was like, I've been tapping you for a minute. Yeah. Now it's going to start like it's going to get a little harder. <laughs> so <laughs> it's going to be a little pop. Right. God got my attention uh, definitely in the midst of um, living my fun, free life. Um I sort of was like a serial dater. I would kind of, you know, I would have, you know, I always had a boyfriend. Yeah. Basically, or I was, you know, going out on dates or whatever. But yeah. um, there was a relationship I was in uh, and and it ended. Okay. And I was in another relationship. But while I was in this other relationship, the one that had ended previously, that boyfriend, that ex-boyfriend died. So that's where I would say oh, wow. God really got my attention to wake up. And the the taps started getting harder and more frequent. And how did you find out about that? And how did you feel when you found out about it? Wow. How did I find out about it? That's a, that's an interesting question. Uh, it's, that's, it's crazy. Um, I did, I I was uh, booked to do a bat mitzvah. Okay. Um, a friend of mine asked me to do one and usually it's at night. It's a Uh one time, one thing during the day or during one time a day. And he said, oh, um, I have two, one in the morning and one at night. Can you come? Yeah. You know, and I said, yeah, sure. That's double, two gigs in one day, of course. Done so and done. done and done. Mm-hmm. So I went with this friend um, and it was uh, not too far from where I lived, but it was a little drive and I drove with him. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and I left my phone. I left my phone at home. I didn't realize I left oh, my phone. Yeah. I didn't know anybody there at that gig except my friend. Um, I think at one point, obviously during the the gig, I realized I left my phone. And so I called using someone else's phone, called my mom to ask her if she could bring my phone. Mm -hmm. She said no. (laughs) Yeah. So um, anyway, I was at this gig. I was working when I found out. So one of the dancers, I guess, whose phone I used, she came and said, you know, there's someone on, on my phone for you. And I'm like, what, who, you know? And then it was my best friend, Ronisha. And she called me and and told me that he had died. Um, And what's crazy is that I think maybe the, maybe it was like the day or a few days before he died, we spoke. Mm. Um, And we hadn't spoken in a long time, just because that relationship, there's a lot, there's a lot of depth to that past relationship. (laughs) Um, But I, you know, it had to end and, you know, it was like boundaries and all of that. Um, right. But he, uh, I think, had blocked him like from my phone, and he had like reached out to me on Facebook Messenger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I finally got back to him, and so we finally, I was in a place where I was like, okay, you know, I can, I can communicate with you, yeah, um, cordially. Um, learned a little bit about his life and what had changed since we had broken up, and and um, you know, he he wanted to see me. And I was in a relationship at the time and I, you know, I was like, well, you know, but he said, you know, it was just to be, you know, just to see me. It had been a long time. Yeah. Um, also, he had apologized. We had spoken on the phone. He, we had a, he had apologized for all these things, which wow. was very shocking yeah. considering, um, you know, just who he was at the time. Um, and so I had agreed to get with him. I was like, yeah, sure. We can have lunch. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. And so I agreed. And so that, that was the, our last conversation. Oh um, and so then then a couple of days later, I found out that he died and he died on a motorcycle. Uh, it was a motorcycle accident. Yeah. He, he was like trying to do tricks on it on a friend's motorcycle. Yeah. And he did a willy and then the wheel like turned and he flew into a parked car. Um, very close by to my home. So I know the street, I know like the house, like the area where he like died. Um, and yeah, and he flew into a parked car, had a helmet on everything, but shattered, just shattered his bones. Wow. And that's how he died. And he was, I think 21, 22, something like that. I forgot how old. Yeah. Yeah. 21 maybe. So you find out this horrible, horrible death. Yeah. Someone that you had just spoken to, were close to, and were, were going to meet with yeah 
And how did that make you feel like, how did that change your life? Yeah. Um, his death changed my life because life ended for all of us when it, whenever it was to end for all of us, um, mm. as people. And so it was, you know, shocking. He was 21 years old. Yeah. Um, and because he was a, he was a, a boyfriend I was, I had, and he was my, at the time, my most, uh, longest relationship, mm-hmm. which I think we were like a year yeah. for me. That was, it's so funny. Cause you know, I'm not married for like six years. <laughs> Hey, come God on, marriage. Yeah. Come you on. know, so, but at the time, well, you know, we were together for one, a year or so. Yeah. Um, he was young. <laughs> and so I was like, wow, like this is, you know, wow, we're all going to just go. But I also, I, I think with it, I saw God in, in it because, because of our last conversation. And even though I wasn't living got in a godly way and our relationship wasn't godly though I tried because I was still going to church and I tried to bring him to church and mm-hmm. when he when we were together and all of that even though you know I tried my best though I knew I was definitely not living um in a pleasing way to God um I saw God in the death and or in the situation mm-hmm. per se you know I'd say um because of the conversation God allowed us to have wow he allowed there to be peace and reconciliation because there was a, mm. I mean, like I said, there are lots of depth. There's a lot of depth yeah. to that, you know, but I, I had blocked him. Wow. I had, it was a lot. I had to separate myself from, from him for a while. Yeah. Um, and so, I don't know. I just felt like that was God. It's a gift. Yeah. It was yeah. a gift. It was just a gift of, you know, clarity and peace. And, mm. um, I think for both him, him and I, yeah. you know, so yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, and I think, you know, obviously these horrible things that happen in our lives, a lot of times God will work in them. Mm -hmm. You know, God will use them to continue to get our attention or to continue to show us his love. Mm -hmm. I know when in some of the hardest moments of my life, um, was when I felt the most loved by God Mm -hmm. because I was like, oh, wow, you're, you're really here. Yeah. Like you were really here in the midst of my, of my pain, yeah. you know? And mm-hmm. so I love that you say that, that you're like, that was a gift, even though it was a horrible thing that happened, that was a gift that God gave us of, mm-hmm. of clarity and reconciliation. Mm-hmm. So that's really beautiful. Yeah. Um, how, how did God continue to work? How did he continue to, to show up? Mo- most people in relationships are, um, there's the expectation of, intimacy, mm-hmm. um, and that kind of closeness, um, physical, physical intimacy. And so, um, I know that with he and I were physically intimate and, and were together in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, with that, in that relationship, I actually got pregnant mm. with, with him, with his child. Wow. And so, Um, I remember, you know, the, the death, even though that was one traumatic situation, um, it even, it, then the abortion, cause I had an abortion, Mm -hmm. the abortion of his child was another traumatic situation that I had to deal with because at the time when I made the decision to have an abortion, um, I was completely confident about it, uh, completely sure about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I was completely sure though, when I, when I was by myself in the, in the room with other women, there were other, yeah. we were like sitting in chairs. I remember we were sitting in chairs and, you know, one woman's telling me why she's getting it. Another woman's telling me. Um, and then I remember telling myself, uh, or telling God, yeah. um, I will never be in an abortion clinic ever again in my life. No matter what I will never, I wow. said, God, and again, I was trying to do my best, yeah. you know, but I definitely knew I was living a life that wasn't, you know, according to God's will. But I, I knew that was wrong. So even though yeah. I was sure and confident of this decision, um, outwardly, spiritually, I knew it was it was there was it was off. I should not have been in that chair. I should not have been in that clinic. And yeah. even the ex-boyfriend um, who who died in the terrible accident, he was with me and and begged me not to go in. 
right wow. before he was begging me, let's let's leave, let's go, let's not don't do it, don't do it. Wow. And I took matters into my own hands because my body, my choice, mm. who are you? You're yeah. crazy. I'm not going to be with you. You know, like at the time, you know, I'm just like, what? Yeah. Um, but it's crazy because I didn't have any I didn't have any spiritual standard. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know God, even though I I thought I knew God. Yeah. So that was something that got my attention, because after he died, I had to live with the fact that, wow, now he doesn't even have a legacy. You know, like maybe God knew, you know, the plan was for him to die all along, you know, whatever. I don't know, but you know, maybe he was supposed to have a son or a daughter or whatever. And mm. now his mother is, you know, and his family is, you know, without any kind of, you know, so it's just, yeah. I'm like, man, so That's I have a to, lot. I That's had heavy. To, yeah, it's very heavy. I had to sit with that for a little bit um, and really understand God's sovereignty because, um, you know, it happened. Yeah. It happened and I can't change the past. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely am grateful for um, just how God opened my eyes to the sanctity of life um, mm -hmm. in the womb sp specifically. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't really know that until I really was around people that showed me the scriptures because mm. I had gone to church and I had talked to my church friends. Mm. I had talked to all my, I had talked to a, a number of people yeah. about this, the abortion, about yeah. getting it. And no one told me no. Wow. No, none of my church people. Really? No one told me no. And now obviously it's my responsibility. Mm -hmm. It's my choice, you know, but no one spoke up about it. Nobody, yeah. you know, and I, I felt so convicted, you know, when I was even walking in because there were people with signs, like other mm -hmm. Christian groups, like, don't do it. And I felt like such a hypocrite because I'm like, man, I'm this Christian. At least I thought I was at the time walking in and just going past them, ignoring them. Yeah. Um, but then I'm, but then there's another voice like, Oh, but you talk to your people and no one told you like, you're yeah. fine. So, wow. yeah. I love that. You know, the abor abortion topic is, is such a hot button topic. It's, it's huge. And um, I love how you said like the sanctity of life mm -hmm. and it's, it is so important, but I wish that you would have had someone in your life yeah. that could have stepped in and said like, hey, this is not right according to God's standard. But at the same time, I see that you need help mm -hmm. because I think that is one of the hardest things about the um, abortion conversation is one side is like, you know, help the mothers, forget the babies. And then the other side, a lot of times is like, keep the baby, keep the baby. But they they don't address the the pain that the mother is in mm -hmm. or this, the struggle that the mother is going through, mm -hmm. you know? And so mm -hmm. I wish it would have, you would have had someone that would meet you in the middle that yeah. it would be like, you know, okay, respect this baby's life. Yeah. But at the same time, like, how can I help you with yours? Mm -hmm. Obviously there's something in your life, something in the situation that you're in that is making you feel like this is your only option. Mm -hmm. And so how can I help you through that? Mm -hmm. You know? And right. so, but I, you know, I'm sorry you had to go through that. That's I know. thank you. I'm, and I can imagine how his death was a lot heavier mm -hmm. because of that. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, okay. So take us through after your life after that, like life what, after that, what happened after he passed away? Mm -hmm. uh, well, after he passed away, my eyes were opened more mm -hmm. to to God and to, yeah, God's presence and mm -hmm. God's power and his hand on all of us. And I'm like, this is, I know I'm living this life, but I'm, I'm in God's world. Yeah. You know, I, I, we live our lives like we're in our own world, but it's like, no, I'm in God's world right now. <laughs> like, hold on. Like, wait a minute. I didn't make this. I didn't create this. Like, okay. This. So yeah. I, um, so that really helped me to start, I tried to start maneuvering in a just more intentional way with the relationships, the people that I would date. I was still dating, yeah. but I was, you know, trying to be more upfront about um, what I would uh, do or who I would be with um, mm -hmm. things like that. So I was a lot more intentional mm -hmm. with 
who I was involved with, what I was involved with. Um, so not only with relationships, but also with dance and my career. Like, how was I being intentional with this gift and this craft and this identity mm -hmm. that I had still had at the same time? So I remember going to an audition and it was an audition for a reality show, a oh. dance reality show. Okay. I ended up getting it. I remember praying while I was in there because I was like, wait, what am I in? What am I at? And I was like, okay. And I remember praying and saying, God, you know, if this is meant to be, I will get it. And I, you know, I will go for you. Yeah. And I got it. And it was, uh, it was a, a very um, sobering, humbling uh, experience. Okay. Went to Atlanta. Yeah. And they had three auditions, one in New York, L.A., and Atlanta. Okay. Um, and they chose, I think, 20 or 40 girls out of those three uh -huh. cities. And then in Atlanta was the final audition. Yeah. And so I went Did there. they put all y'all in a house? They did. Oh, <laughs> They put us all in the house. I, it was, it's Let's very, go. Reality television is really funny because, um, yeah, they went, I'm not saying the name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be like Google. Yeah, because I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to find clips on, on it, but either way, like what I have found and seen on it, they painted me like the villain. Oh, I, or like a, I don't know. It's just, I, it's very cringy. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So I went to Atlanta for this show and was in a house with all these different girls. Uh, two of the girls were also booked from LA that I knew personally. Okay. So I had friends with me. Yeah. Um, I know one of the friends, um, was like the villain. Yeah. Like, all of the girls, a lot of majority of the girls didn't like her. Hmm. Um, I think mainly because she wasn't there to kiss anybody's butt. Yeah. Was, uh, you know, it would just, and I wasn't either. Yeah. And so I think that that was, people were thrown off by that. Mm -hmm. And um, even the um, the producer, the, the person who was uh, the main host of the show, uh -huh. um, I think a lot of the, the women on the show were... Very, um, they admired her, but it, it was like borderline, like, at least to me at the time, it seemed very idolatrous. Yeah. Um, you know, just putting her in the place of God and in the sense. And, yeah. you know, like, I, nah, nah, nah. I, I was like, I know I'm not there. I know I'm not perfect. But, but what I won't do. But what I won't do is worship you because you're not God. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Period. <laughs> Period. <laughs> so I, ugh, I, that experience was very was um, so humbling because, you know, I, I actually went on the show and I was in, when I went on the show and accepted it, I was in school. Mm -hmm. So I had gone back to school. Um, and this time I had decided to pursue visual art. Mm -hmm. um, so I was at the time studying media arts and animation. Mm -hmm. And I put school on hold and said, bye, everyone. And mm -hmm. threw myself a going away party. I'm going to be famous. I'm going to be famous. And I'm winning this reality show contest i'm gonna win number yeah. one i'm getting fifty thousand oh. dollars la 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 and then i go and god was like you're leaving the first you're the first group that's leaving oh dang but it was great at the yeah. same time come on it was great at the same time it was humbling yeah because i came back to la very quickly everyone's like you're back I'm like, you're like see what happened was see what happened can, can i get my job back can i give my job away <laughs> I got, i've only been gone two weeks really right? like can i <laughs> do you want to hire me again <laughs> i was like this is foolishness i can't believe i just did that but yeah. you know i it was in the name of faith, at least what I thought faith was. I mean, faith is confidence in what you hope for, you know, but I, like I said earlier, borderline arrogance, borderline, you know, I, I didn't go in the most humble. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm, I, I'm grateful for that, that experience because it did open my eyes to the industry yeah. and it opened my eyes to um, expectations of dancers and, and talents and, um, 
and what I and also it opened my eyes to up to what I was not going to do. Mm. Yeah. No matter who you are, I don't care. Right. Sure, I'm on this show, but I'm not. I'm not going to worship you. Right. I'm not going to cry when you walk in a room just because it's. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so it was very interesting. So yeah, I left first. I was one of the first groups that left. Uh-huh. Okay, so I came back to LA and what happened? And what happened? Came back to LA. I had lost my, um, you know, very close relationship. I had lost um, this status and position in the dance community or like specifically on that show. Um, and it showed me, you know, how, um, how fleeting those things were and how shaky those things were. Uh And so I came back to LA like, okay, what is my life about? You know, what is, what is this? What's the point of it? Um, and I, I was attending church all throughout all of this. I had been attending church. Um, I attended, I tried to, grab relationships as you know but it was very hard and it wasn't Mm. something that was built into it wasn't what people did yeah so i started to church hop i started Mm. to go to different churches in the valley in la just seeking seeking community uh, seeking accountability. I really wanted to obey the Bible. I actually did. Mm. Looking back, I'm like, man, I really, I want to live this. But I yeah. thought it was impossible because I, not only did I think it was impossible because of what it said itself, but I thought, oh, well, I live this life. Yeah. Oh, I can't, I, I'm, I, I can't live it. I can't live the Bible. Yeah. Because I've lived this life. Wow. Like there's no, there's no, I've already done the damage. So mm. why even try to, obey something that I've already disobeyed. Like I've already, yeah. I've, you know, so, wow. so even though I wanted it so bad to, to live out the Bible, I thought, well, there's, you know, I don't know. I just, there was a little bit of hopelessness, mm-hmm. but I was still seeking God. Yeah. So I started, yeah. So I would church hop and go with my friends and okay, this is a cool church right now. Everybody's talking about this church. So let's go here. And I hear a message and wow, this is great. But after that initial moment, this church service and afterward meeting a few people, there was nothing after that. It was very much just, you know, I'm okay. Now I'm by myself again. Yeah. What do I do? What do I do? <laughs> okay. Okay. Get, get, go to the next uh, cool church or something, yeah. you know, go to the next, you know, just following a few. I'm grateful. You know, I had friends that were, you know, we were trying to do it, but we didn't know what we were doing. We were just going where we heard or what seemed like, what seemed like the place to be, I guess. But yeah. it was, it wasn't because of the Bible. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, so anyway, I started seeking purpose um, and, and really um, understanding why God had me here. Yeah. Um, why did why is my creator? Why did my creator create me? Why did he create us? What's the point of our relationships? What's the point of me laughing? Like I yeah. would I remember asking that kind of question, like, OK, yeah. I, why do I laugh? Ah, well, <laughs> you like, know, what it, what's the point of it? Why am I the way I am? <laughs> why am I the way like, I am? That is so funny. Yeah. Um, so what would you say is your God, what the heck moment that finally like turned you around, like got you on the right path? Mm, okay. Well, as I was, as I was seeking that path and trying to figure out um, who God was, who I was, um, I was Still dating, still dancing, dancing and dating. That's what I was. That's what I was doing. Right? Fun. What a what a fulfilled life. I was uh, fun and free. Fun and free. Except not really free because we're we're free from (laughs) to make our own choices, but we're not free from the consequences of those choices. That that part. Freedom is not anyway. Right. (laughs) Right. So dancing, dating, fun and free. Um, And I remember. I, because I had been church hopping and, and trying to establish a standard in my life, I, I said, okay, in my relationships, I'm going to set these standards. I, you know, I said, okay, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to know it all. Yep. And, you know, and, yeah. and he accepted it and I'm like, okay, wow, great. And so I thought, okay, I, I had finally in a relationship with this guy who accepts that I'm not going to be impure with him. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, well, 
I'm not going to be immoral with him. Yeah. yeah. Let we're me, not having sex. Right. We're not having sex. <laughs> that, and, and now, you know, so for me, I'm like, that's a, that's big, a big deal. That's a big deal. Listen. We basically married. Yeah. <laughs> that's what's happening. I'm marrying him now. Great. Great. <laughs> wow. So funny how that. And so I, you know, I set these standards. And so with this last relationship at this time, he, you know, I thought it was going well. And all of a sudden, he ghosts me. He ghosts me on Valentine's Day. What? Yes. Not, not on Valentine's not Day. Not on Valentine's of Day. All days. And the thing is, I'm like this because at the time I was like this little this boy because I was he was younger than me. Oh, dang. And I was like, I can't believe I let myself date this young little boy. Oh. And he over here ghosting me. What? <laughs> Not the pride. <laughs> the pride, right. Not the pride the... just flared up. <laughs> what you're not going to do. Right. And it's so funny because now my my current, my husband is younger than me. Come on, husband. <laughs> my husband. <laughs> and I. My baby's father. My baby's times father. Three. Right. My right. Husband. My husband. My, my provider. My earthly king. Oh. He is. He's younger oh than gosh. me. Oh my gosh. You just said my earthly king. My earthly king. I'm he dead. is. He is. What? He is. He's definitely that is, a. That is. Terrible. He is upstanding man. Oh. Um, Ernest is amazing. Yeah. He's. He's, he's so great. He's is it's wow i'm i'm still in shock i know we've been married six years have three kids i'm still in shock oh that he chose me i'm very in shock still oh you guys are the cutest <laughs> like you guys are the cutest little dancing little oh, artistic thank you anyway. yes, okay i love him so but but i'm i'm just saying because god is god is funny because god is like eight age ain't nothing but a number like you know he said God is like a day is a thousand years, a thousand years a day. It doesn't matter. Time, don't worry about all that, but worry about the heart, right? Oh, well. That's what he says in the scriptures. It's about the heart. <laughs> and so anyway, this okay, so yeah. this young man at the time, the, this young man. He wasn't the young man that God had for you. There we go. God are. had a young man, but not him. Yes. <laughs> God had a young man, but not him. I love that. So yes. So this guy ghosted me on Valentine's Day. Oh, Mm. And you like, God, mm. what the heck? Yes, exactly. Okay. I said, what? Who? Huh? What? And so because of that, I had a free evening, mm -hmm. a free day and free evening. free evening. And I was able to accept a gig, a dance gig um, that that two really close friends were um, had asked me to do. Yeah. But I... Earlier when they had asked me, I said, oh, I don't know. Me and my boyfriend oh. might have something. So I, I can't tell you right now. <laughs> and the day of, I called them like. And what's crazy is that like if we got to say me and my boyfriend might have something, he probably not your boyfriend. And you're you probably don't have anything to do. You you won't get a call on the day after right. Valentine's Day, like right. see what happened was. Right. You're right. Because because the ghosting, that that ghosting moment wasn't the first moment or sign of Right. You already knew what was up because you were like, we might have something. Right. But Yeah, oh. that's 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 <laughs> yes. So the Lord uh opened up my evening, um, opened it up, and I was able to accept this gig that my friends had presented. Yeah. Um they're music artists, singers, um, and they had they wanted me to dance to one of their songs. Um and so I said, Hey guys, I'm free. I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, and um, I ended up accepting it and um, went there um, with a couple of friends. And I remember walking in there like, God, I am I am I want you and, and you only. Mm. I'm done with these boys. I'm done Come with on. these men. I'm just done. I'm not I don't have time. I don't have time to to try to figure it out, God. Yeah. I don't have time. So, I walked in there and um it's it's interesting because you know, I like I, I keep saying throughout, you know, I I really I tried with what I had, you know. Yeah. I I wasn't I know I wasn't living truly or fully 100% pleasing God in all of my actions and decisions, but I I really tried and I really did want to. Mm -hmm. Uh and I believe God 
saw that heart and that desire mm-hmm. uh, and he blessed it and worked with what, what, uh, I gave him. Yeah. Um, so I, I say that to say, um, you know, when I walked into this gig, you know, even though I had this very deep conviction all of a sudden now, uh, very strong conviction about men and all of this, I, you know, I still needed some refinement in my dress and wardrobe. Oh, and well. so I was going to this gig to dance on the stage, you know, in an outfit I wouldn't wear today. Yeah, I wouldn't you know, wear it. Hey, you know. Listen, I had to throw away my whole closet. Okay. <laughs> entire you know so i mean it's very interesting because i walked in covered up yeah knowing that you know it was valentine's day out out of respect for me out of respect i walked in covering up myself but not only respect trying to respect myself but i want to respect others because i knew people were there with their boyfriends Mm. and i was like i don't want any men looking at me Mm. so i'm gonna stay covered up until i go on stage which doesn't make any sense (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Doesn't make sense, but at the time it made sense. <laughs> I said, you know what? I'm not going to show my my outfit until I go on stage in front of everybody. But um, I remember as I was um, sitting to the side, um, I and saying to myself, you know, I'm I'm God. It's just me and you. I'm I'm done. I'm done. I'm tired of it. Um, there was a, a man that was in the crowd. And, uh, he was, he was sort of looking at me and I, I, I noticed that he noticed me and mm-hmm. I, for me, I immediately saw that as a test mm-hmm. because the man, he was an attractive man mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm like, okay, mm, wow, guy, nah, nah, nah. Mm-hmm. an attractive man in here looking at me, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> no, absolutely not. So I, I remember being very laser focused away from him mm-hmm. um did my job did the the dance um and got off stage and and then the um the the that man who had noticed me approached me soon after and um he noticed i had been watching my bag throughout the night and he said hey i was watching your bag um just trying to make conversation yeah and because i was so i was so solid that I would not fall. I was very mean to him. I was very cold to him mm-hmm. and told him, you know, I, I didn't ask you to watch my bag. Oh, please. You know, thanks. But I didn't ask you to do that. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> bye. <laughs> Who are you? Yeah. Uh, and, and then he was still being very kind and polite. And, you know, he said, Oh, you know, we're friends now or try to make it very lighthearted. And I, I was like, we're not friends. I don't know you. Please uh-huh. don't. Um, and then he said something that got my attention and he said, Oh, you know, God men- meant it to be. And when he said God, yeah, that's where I was like, Oh no, now you, because I had been already praying and talking to God this whole day yeah. because of that boyfriend and just life. And, you know, so when he mentioned God, I said, I, I'm pretty sure I put my hand up and did the oh. <laughs> not the hand in the face. You know Martin Martin did that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Talk to the hand. Talk to the hand. I'm pretty sure I did that. I don't know. That that details me in my mind. Oh my gosh, but that's I'm hilarious. I'm pretty sure I was just said, mm, I said no, nah. No. Let's not we're not going there. Yeah. We're not don't don't and I and I remember Don't use God. Don't use God, don't mention God to me. Right. I don't I don't know you. And he's like well, you know, God meant it to be. I said, do you believe in God? I said, do you believe in God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit? Mm. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? And he answered yes <laughs> to all of that. Yeah. And I said, oh, okay. And then he made it very clear that he had been in that space and went to that event with a group of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did not really want to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, he said... He had walked outside, looked up at the night sky and said, God, show me why I'm here. And he said he came back in and that's when he saw me. And at that, I could only be like, what? Yeah, I just, you know, my walls dropped. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And then he made it also very clear. He said, you know, I'm not here for selfish intentions Mm. um, with you at all. Um, and then he told me about his purity journey and said, um, you know, I've been pure for this many years and I had never wow. heard a man. He said years. Years. He said years. He said years. <laughs> I was, I, I was shocked. Yeah. I had never heard 
anyone speak like that. Yeah. Um, let alone um, a young, attractive man. Right. Um, maybe a, a, an old uh, pastor on the stage. Maybe. Right. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Back in the day. <laughs> no. <laughs> After I sold out. <laughs> right, right. But no, to, to to see someone living it in real time was so shocking to me. Yeah. Um, especially in LA, especially in the industry and in the space I was in. Yeah. So that got my attention. And he and the fact that he made it clear, I'm not I'm not here. I'm not trying to come for you. I'm not trying right. to come at you. Yeah. I don't want you. Yeah. In so many words. And I was like, wow, that's refreshing. That's great. Yeah. Because I all I would do is go in spaces and it, I think it's just for it was everybody's story in one sense or another is just, you know, men and people just trying to get what they can from you. Um, so that was really refreshing. And from there I listened to him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, not, not him getting your attention by the word of his testimony. Oh, Uh, okay. (laughs) By the word of his testimony. Um, No, that's amazing. So he, what does he do after that? Like he got your attention mm-hmm. and then. And then he asked me, well, he asked me to follow him on Twitter. This okay, is when Twitter, Twitter was big. And I, I thought, oh, you just want followers. Yeah. Wow. Really? Are you going? And he said, no, no, no. Follow, you know, followed him on Twitter. Yeah. And he wanted me to see his, I guess, the nature of his content. Yeah. What he was uh, about. What he was about. And, and so I was like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. And then he asked me to study the Bible. He asked me if I want to study the Bible. And I said, yes. Yeah. I said, yes, because I did. Yeah. (laughs) I I had wanted to. (laughs) You're like, no one's asked me this before. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) I do actually. Right. And I love that because even though I had approached him asking him about God and what he believes about God, do you believe that God is this, that, he didn't make any assumptions, even just based on that one proclamation because even though it's huge to yeah. know who God is and to know that Jesus is the son of God, yeah. the scriptures, and I've later learned, you know, in the scriptures, Jesus says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven. No, you know, so even though I, I was talking about Jesus, he didn't make an assumption and say, Oh, she's good. Yeah. Cause she said, Jesus. Yeah. Just because she said it. Because she said, you know. Satan say Jesus too. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Satan is a believer too. There he is. So. Okay. So you studied the Bible. What did that look like? Because a lot of people are like, okay, I read the Bible. I study the Bible. Mm -hmm. Like, what did studying the Bible look like? Like, were you studying the Bible with him? No. (laughs) Yes. No, I was not. Because, you know, that could get a little. It could get a little. Somebody going to watch this video and be like, oh, that's a pickup line. Hey, girl, you want to study the Bible? Wow. (laughs) That that is the truth. I love Jesus. I've been pure. Do you want to study? And then it's not going to end up in a Bible study. Right. Um, right. No. (laughs) That's a good point. And I'm 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 glad you asked that. He asked me to study the Bible and I think he, you know, he just used that question to, to see where my interest was. Yeah. And when I said yes, he connected me with women and sisters in his church. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And so I yeah. did a series of Bible studies with a group of women uh-huh. um, and I met with them regularly. Um, and there were Bible studies that were, um, it, it, they were tailored to me and there yeah. was about, um, well, it, yeah, they were tailored to me and my and my journey and yeah. my walk. Um, and so I really appreciated that because I had never been in a space where I was invested in spiritually. Mm-hmm. And so to be around women, young women, um, and and the, the women's ministry leader um, at the time was also in my Bible study. So, you know, there were there were a lot of different um life um there are different life the people that live different kind of lives were in, in my, in helping me on this journey. Wow. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So my stud, my Bible studies look like that. I, I got with a group of women as frequently as I could, as frequently as they wanted to, as I wanted to. Um, and we would meet in their, in, in homes and cafes. And um, we essentially just addressed the foundational principles of, the faith. Yeah. And yeah. And it changed, they changed my life. So at that point you had to, you changed your life. 
right? Mm -hmm. And I know before you said, well, I didn't really know if I could do it. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if I had ruined it already. Mm -hmm. Were those questions answered? Yes, they were. Um, They were answered. I was able to see that through the scriptures and through the women's own testimonies and then just them teaching me that, you know, God meets us where we're at. Mm. And one of the scriptures actually that really woke woke me up and was kind of like my light bulb was mm-hmm. um, Acts chapter 17, uh, verses 26 to 27. Okay. Um, and that, script, that those verses say um, that God created all people, all things. He determined the times and places. Mm-hmm. Um, everything w- was according to God's timing and will. Yeah. Um, but he did all of that so that people would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him. Mm. And so that was, that was my light bulb moment because one, I saw that there was purpose and reason for me being here and for all of us being here. I knew why I laughed now. I knew knew why (laughs) I I felt certain things and had certain relationships. Um, I knew why, um, I had to be in that relationship with the the ex-boyfriend who who died, unfortunately. And yeah. I knew why God determined the times and place um, for me to be at a crossroads and make a decision to have an abortion or to not have an abortion and what what those would, you know, the, that decision would do for my life. Yeah. Uh, and so when I was presented with that scripture, it wasn't out of uh, it was out of um, a heart of hope. It was not judgment. It was like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, like these times and places were determined by God for you for this very moment right here that we're in right now. Wow. For you to be able to seek God and perhaps reach out for him. Yeah. So I absolutely love that scripture because it's like literally people always say everything happens for a reason, but they never know what the reason is. And so they're like, you're saying everything happens for a reason. I'm supposed to feel better about that. Right. But you don't even know what the reason is. Right. And then we go to that scripture and it it tells us the reason. Mm-hmm. It's like God did this so that they would seek him yeah. and perhaps reach out for him and yeah. find him. And so it's like, it is refreshing. Yeah. It's hopeful. It's literally like, okay, every, every good thing that's happened to me is... God saying, look how much I love you. Mm-hmm. Look how special you are to me. Look how powerful I am that I can bless you. I can literally give mm. you anything that I want to, right? Yeah. Look how much I love you. But then even the bad things that happen are God saying, wow, look how much I can take care of you. Mm-hmm. Look how much I can meet you at rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Even sometimes it's like, if you would have listened to me, you wouldn't be over there, right? right? You wouldn't be going right. through this, yeah. but I will meet you there anyway. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, God is is both pulling and pushing us to him through different yes. through different ways. Yes. And it's just like, I love that scripture. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> and that's so cool that that was your light bulb moment. Yeah. And it just gave you, it gave you hope. Mm-hmm. And also showed you that you didn't ruin it. Yeah. yeah. Like there's nothing we can do to ruin God's plan of salvation for us. Like right. he wants us no matter what. We're not that powerful. <laughs> we're not. Say we're, that. We are not that powerful but, to, ru- to ruin God's plan. <laughs> what? Who do you think you are? Oh, wait. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you became a disciple. Yes. You decided to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. When was that? April 8th, 2012. Oh. I I got baptized okay. as a disciple of Jesus. Come uh, on. It was it was it's great. That was a resurrection Sunday. Oh. Uh, so that and that boyfriend, the one who ghosted me actually came to my baptism. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, well. well. <laughs> He so, got to hear the word. Let's go. <laughs> got to see the change. New that birth. Is so funny. Yeah. So um That's beautiful. Yeah. What what has your life been like so far? I mean, obviously there there've been, I mean, it's been eleven years, twelve years. Yeah, going on twelve years. It's going on twelve years. Yeah. So that's a long time. Yeah. So there've been many, many things. We already kind of touched on earnest mm-hmm. and um your relationship. It's good to see that God has really redeemed that area of your life. Yes. Yeah. Praise God. It's crazy. That's where it's like, wow, you, God, you, you're just good. Yeah. You're just good. Period. Um, I, yes. Yeah, so I, after 
changing my life according to the scriptures and being called to obedience mm -hmm. by the women that were in my life. I'm so grateful to them. Mm -hmm. um, I I moved to New York City. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so four months. York. Yeah. Four months after my baptism in L.A., I moved to New York City and. Um, the church was the, the same church was also in New York city. There was a sister ministry there. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I went there and I was a student at Parsons, the new school and was finishing out, you know, since I put school on pause for that reality show, oh, well. God was like, okay, now that I'm here, <laughs> we don't finish this. Yeah. <laughs> so went to, um, Parsons, the new school in New York. That was my, that was my the catalyst to get me out there. But New York was, I had, it was just on my heart. I knew, yeah. I knew I just needed to live there. Yeah. Everyone was so shocked. Why are you going to New York? You have LA, you're doing great things here. Just got baptized, this new church family. I'm like, I have to go, yeah. I have to go. Yeah. And then I went and then at that school, I met Ernest Felton Baker, my ah! husband. <laughs> Come on, Ernest Felton Baker. And you actually shared your faith with Ernest. I and did. invited him out to church. I did. <laughs> and it's so funny because I was, I shared my faith with a number of people at this particular event. And yeah. he was one of the people. Yeah. Um, and he told me uh, when I met him, he said, oh, I'm, I'm, I've been looking for a church. Later on, I found out, you know, he hadn't really been looking it, that hard, you know. He, he was looking for you. He was looking for me. He was looking for Shannon. But then the Lord okay. had to, you know, the Lord <laughs> the Lord said, let's, let's take these off for, you know, let me, let me show you what you're really looking for. Clean these glasses. Let me clean these glasses for you, <laughs> Mr. Ernest. <laughs> and, and God showed him what he was really looking for, which was him, thankfully. Yes. Um, but yes, I met my husband out there and, um, and he did the same Bible studies with um, brothers in the church. Uh, I was not a part of them at all. Um, I would see and him. And you weren't even checking for him. I was not even checking for him. You were like, listen, come to church, study the Bible, but like, walls yeah. up. Yep. Mm -mm. Mm. You know, I was just, it, that was it. The, the men, the men of God knew what to do. They Men of God know what to do with the men. And yeah. I think, I, I'm so grateful that I was able to to understand because even in my, you know, looking back in the past, I mean, obviously we, we try to help and minister and, and connect our friends and how, to God and to a greater purpose or sense of something, however we can, you know, but at the end of the day, like in the church, in God's church, men teach men and women teach women, Yeah, you know, as far as life and Bible studies and that one-on-one -on -one goes. And so I was really grateful to be freed up from the responsibility of, of him, you yeah. know, at the time. And so the brothers took him under their wings and, and really loved him and, yeah. and showed him who God was through their own lives, through the scriptures. And he made the decision on his own. Like I said, I wasn't, I was not in, in that at all. I wasn't even in town for his baptism. Wow. Um, I was at your sister's wedding. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's where we met for the first time. I'm sure. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah I was there too. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so funny. I was there. And that is key because there, there's a lot of women it's called like missionary dating mm. where I'm going to meet a man That's who dangerous. I want, who mm -hmm. I like and who likes me. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to help him come to Christ as a woman. So then we can be together. Mm. And at the end of the day, what that is, is idolatry, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and we'll have a whole nother episode on that. Um, but I love that you kind of touched on that. Like that is not what you were on. Mm -hmm. You were like, listen, I invited you, but this isn't a thing. Here's my brothers in Christ. And right. if you're really seeking God, then you can do it with them. Yep. That's beautiful. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Okay, so, yeah. okay. Okay. So this has been an amazing conversation. I have yes. loved every minute of it. You're Me so amazing. Too. Me too. Um, okay. So if you, if anyone was going to take one thing from your journey, mm -hmm. what would you want it to be? Mm. One thing from my journey that the truth will set you free. Mm. That's, oh. That just came to me. Yeah. That's so beautiful. The truth, the truth will set you free. Yeah, the truth will set you free. And that I love that because you had said early on you were living this fun and free life. So when you say the truth will set you free, what does that mean to you? That means that God's truth, that God, not even God's truth, just truth, which is God. Mm. 
the truth will set you free is the same as God will set you free. Mm. You can only be set free by God because we were put here by God. We were created by God. Yeah. I am, I am under God's rule and hand and authority. And so I have to go to him for that freedom and understanding like how to live an actually free life. Mm. And so it would only be by the truth of God and by who God is that I can do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, f- the truth, truth, a lot of, um, you know, I know truth is defined. People try to define their own truth, mm-hmm. but uh, truth is not subjective. Mm. Um, it is what it is. Yeah. The sky is blue. Mm. That's it. Gravity is here. It, I'm, I'm on this couch because gravity is here. <laughs> there is a child in my womb right now like that is the truth that's period period. there's no there's no other definition for it and so god is truth period that's it and so god only god can set you free and so my journey is that is that god is the one who set me free i thought i was setting myself free Mm -hmm. in in my life making all the the decisions i was making Mm -hmm. with performing arts and being a professional dancer in la and having these relationships and and men and whatever but that wasn't freedom mm-hmm. god is freedom so wow that's what I would say. that's so beautiful oh my gosh thank you so much thank you for sharing your story um real quick where, where can they find you online <sighs> thank you uh, <laughs> i can be found online on um instagram i think that's the instagram. That's the the best place right now. Okay. Um, Instagram.com. My handle is I am Shannon B. I am Shannon B. Am Check Shannon her B. out. She's an amazing artist. Um, thank you so much for tuning in to God What the Heck. Hopeful stories for when life sucks. Um, this has been an amazing conversation. <laughs> and uh, we appreciate you for tuning in. If you want to study the Bible, reach out to us. There's a link in the description. If you want to grab the devotional book, God What the Heck, 100 Devotionals for When Life Sucks, um, that is in the link. Yes. Or the link is in the description as well, as well as our Instagram handles and all the things that you will need moving forward. So thank you. And we will be back with more stories. Yeah. See you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>